What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copon. It's December 10, 2021, and this is Lift and Learn, episode 65. In this episode, I'll be talking about bulking, how you can do it properly by learning from mistakes that I've done in the past. And the second topic will be about ideal macros you should be eating, regardless if your goals are to build strength, gain muscle, or to lose weight or fat all of that good stuff. So I guess they're both nutrition related today actually. Again, that's a huge aspect when it comes to your long-term and overall health. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately and that might include fitness related topics and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon and you can also check out my website isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. All right. Welcome back to another episode, everyone. I hope your week went well since the last time you heard my voice. Training went pretty well this week, so I guess we'll start off with that. Training went well for at least the first half of the week and the past weekend. I started off on Monday by doing legs, but I knew I had to wake up really early that day, so I decided that I was going to do a deadlift focus leg day because I had a feeling if I had squats to do, then I probably would have skipped the gym entirely. I usually do not look forward to squatting. It's probably my least favorite of the compound movement right now, and it shows. I think it always has been. That's probably why it's my least impressive exercise that I do, but still got to do it, especially with the way uh, deadlifts are going lately. So I was supposed to work up to a 295 for five reps, which isn't heavy by any means. This was on Monday. I was feeling good that day, so I wanted to test my strength for a bit. So every set, what I did was I just kept on adding a bit of weight. I wasn't really testing my overall deadlift strength. I was more testing uh, to see how my grip strength is with that lift. So there's a few ways you can grip the bar for deadlift. You can do a double overhand grip. So both your hands wrap over the bar. You can do a hook grip, which is where you tuck your thumb under the bar for more support. At least that's what they say, but I can't do that, mainly because I fractured my thumb a few years ago. Then you can do an over-under grip, which is where you have one hand under the bar and one hand over the bar, just like it says. And yeah, you can use straps too, and chalk helps with grip if your gym allows it. So the double overhand grip is pretty good, but when the weight starts to get heavy you might notice that the weight you can pull off of the floor, you're pretty limited by the amount of grip strength you have. It's not really, you don't really get to a point where you fatigue your body. It's more like usually in most cases, like your grip strength is the limiting factor. So for me, I was testing to see how much weight I could deadlift with a double overhand grip until I fail. So I started at 295 for five reps, pretty easy. Ended up doing three plates for a set, 
and I found out that my limit right now with the double overhand grip is right around 335 pounds. Uh, I noticed it around the fourth rep. I could just feel the bar just slipping in my fingers. So for the fifth rep there, I switched the grip to the over-under grip, and that just flew up. I didn't really feel fatigued at that point, so I tried 355 with the over-under grip, and that also went pretty well. I think my back, I mean, it felt a little bit more rounded with the over-under grip for some reason, so I'll have to record my set from the side to see if there's any uh, form issues there, and then I gotta correct that before going any higher. But I did get 355 pounds for 5 reps with an over-under grip, which isn't too bad, it was pretty easy. For bench press this week, the last week went well, but I actually stayed away from the barbell this week. Took a week off of it, so I just did some dumbbell work. Nothing new in weight there, played around with the hundreds on incline bench, and again, the 120s on flat bench, which I'm really starting to get used to the more and more I do that. And on the weekend, I got in a lift at the infamous Planet Fitness. Their dumbbells only go up to 75 pounds, so I've been using the Incline Smith Machine bench press there, which feels pretty good if I'm hitting in the uh, 10 to 12 reps, uh, the 10 to 12 rep range there. And when I work out at that gym, it's almost guaranteed that I do chest cable flies as well, since that's pretty much my only opportunity to do so during the week. Anyways, about midweek, I took my off day on Wednesday. That was actually good timing because I woke up that morning with a bit of a headache, which is weird because I've been having some issues with that over the past few months. They're not crazy painful or anything, but there's just some sort of disturbance going on in my brain, which I'm not used to since I don't really get headaches that last for more than just a few seconds. I don't even know if that qualifies as a headache, and I haven't had a migraine before, which I'm thankful for. But yeah, for some reason my head was hurting on Wednesday morning, so I decided that that would be an off day for the week. And today, again, it's Thursday night as I record this podcast, I ended up having another day off. I actually had a pretty good night's sleep, worked a bit in the morning, came home to have a video call with a client and do some laundry, went back to the gym to work again. And at this point, it's already 3 in the afternoon when I finished up, so I just figured I'd do some mobility work and stretches, and then I'd just go home, because I wasn't really feeling high on energy at that point in my day. I was super hungry, so I figured the workout probably wouldn't go too well. So instead of just pushing myself through a workout, which is what the old me would have done, especially since I took Wednesday off as well, so instead of pushing it, I just did something that would actually benefit me today, some mobility, a bit more time off, going home and eating, prepping food for the next few days so that I don't run into this problem again. I usually do bring food around with me everywhere, but I just underestimated or or I overestimated, sorry, the amount of time I had when I was at home during lunchtime. But anyways, that's okay. I survived, made my meals for the next few days ate some food along the way, watched some hockey, and now I'm here. So I just took two days off from the gym in a row, which is pretty unbelievable if you know me. But I am super excited to actually hit the gym tomorrow, even though it is leg day, and I gotta do my squats. But I'm still excited because of these two days off where I was just watching clients work out, 
helping them work out all day, and all I've done for myself was a tiny 20-minute arm workout Wednesday afternoon. So tomorrow should be a good squat day for me, one that I'm actually looking forward to for a change. So this morning was my weigh-in. I'm at 177.6 pounds, and that's been a pretty good pace for me. At the start of November, I was hovering around 174, so less than a pound a week right now, which is perfect. I'm not noticing too much fat gain on my body, and I think I am getting a bit bigger muscle-wise, and strength is going up, which is always good. I'm eating around 3,100 calories right now, so I think I'll keep that the same for this week, since it seems like it's working but I might bump it up depending on how this week actually goes. More about bulking later, actually. I'll go over some ways to maybe improve your own bulk if you are planning on going through one soon. And I know bulk might sound like a scary word if you're a female listening. Over the years when I mentioned that word, the women I've trained would be like, bulk? I don't want to bulk. I'm trying to lose weight, not gain weight. So then I'd have to say, listen, if you want to increase your metabolism, the best way to do it is to gain a little bit of weight temporarily that'll help you increase the amount of muscle you pack on your body, which will ultimately change your physique and it'll make it much easier to lose weight in the long run. Imagine being able to eat more every day and imagine being able to lose weight even faster than ever before without doing a bunch of cardio every single day. Anyways, okay, let's move on. Let's move on from that and some news, I guess, for the week. So did you guys see this robot with a face? Oh my God, it's actually pretty scary. It looks almost exactly like that uh, Will Smith iRobot movie. Man, this is just the beginning. I don't know why we're, I don't know why we're doing this, honestly. So this robot actually has a name. It's called Amika, Ameka. A-M-E-C-A, so I guess it is Ameka. Look this up on YouTube if you want to, but this is kind of freaky. So this one has facial expressions and moves actually, like, pretty fluid. Like, this thing was doing a shocked face, and it was rotating, like, its shoulder girdle, and even the fingers of this freaking robot were moving pretty human-like. Right now, it can't walk. I don't think it has a lower body at this point, and I think that's a good thing. Because, honestly, if that robot gave me an angry face, I would shit my pants. I could just see that thing choking out someone with zero effort. All you need to do is give that robot some red lights in his eyes, some legs. Oh my god. Those same people responsible for all of the Microsoft Windows updates, or, oh sorry, those Microsoft Windows uh, viruses... Oh my god, just give that thing a virus or like some way you could take it over? I don't know, man. I don't know what the future holds there. This is going to be at CES 2022, which is in January. So hopefully that's not the start of the robots taking over. Okay, let's talk about sports for a bit before we dive into the fitness topics for the week. Back onto golf now. And no, I didn't actually play golf lately. The weather here has been pretty damn cold, and there's been snow pretty frequently. Tiger Woods, though, he's going to start playing again. He's going to be playing in some family tournament. I think it's next weekend, December 18, maybe. 
He's going to be playing with his son, Charlie. I believe they came in seventh last year. This tournament used to be a father-son thing exclusively, but it's turned out to be more of a family event now. But Tiger will be playing with his son again this year. And this is actually incredible, actually, because I don't know if you remember from earlier this year. I think it was January or February earlier this year. Tiger had his uh, car accident where he was apparently driving 85 miles per hour on some winding roads and ended up going through some median. He had some injuries to his leg. He broke a few bones, almost got his leg amputated, actually. But ultimately, they put a rod in one of his legs to stabilize everything. So about 10 months later, it looks like he's going to be back on the golf course. I don't expect them to be a world beater out there, especially after like five back surgeries now. But it is going to be nice to be seeing him back on the course again, and especially with his son. You already know that's going to be a sold-out crowd after the year he's had to go through. And in basketball, I won't really talk about any of the games, but I've really noticed that it seems like more athletes are getting COVID this year. Or at least they missed some games because of protocol, whatever that means. It seems like it's already been more of a problem in the league this year than it was last year, which is surprising to me since I think 97% of the NBA is vaccinated. So that includes like players and owners and staff, I believe. But like the Raptors president has it now, Masai Ujiri. So yeah, I've definitely noticed more athletes getting it. I think the Bulls are having a tough time with it right now too. Oh yeah, and Charlotte. That's why I'm remembering it, because it's actually impacting my fantasy team, and that's the real reason why I'm mad about all this. Even in hockey, some teams, I think Ottawa and New York Islanders had to cancel some games this year or just uh, reschedule them, something like that. It's been a problem so far, but it looks like they're just going to keep pushing through. And it is Thursday night. I did just finish watching the Blackhawks game. And Jonathan Taves, the captain, finally scores his first goal of the year. It only took like a third of the way through the season. But yes, the Blackhawks finally win their 10th game of the year. I mean, they've played almost 30 games, so that's not saying much. <laughs> Marc-Andre Fleury, that's the goalie. He's got his uh, 500th career win in the league. And he had a shutout. What a beauty. They won 2-0. He joins Martin Brodeur and Patrick Waugh as the only goaltenders to get 500 wins in their career. Wait a second. Martin Brodeur, Patrick Waugh, and Marc-Andre Fleur. Are they all French? No. Are they all French-speaking? That would be insane. What's? I wonder what they feed those kids. He won the game tonight in Montreal, and there were even flurry chants from the crowd towards the end of the game and after the game. Uh... What was I going to say? Uh, oh, after the game, even the opposite team was out there at the end, banging their sticks on the ice, which is a congratulatory tradition in the league, so it's kind of a big deal. I mean, not bad for a former first overall draft pick. He's had a pretty good career. Three cups, I think, with the Penguins. But we really do need him at his prime right now to have a shot at doing anything this year because the team isn't as good as I thought it would be. It's been a pretty disappointing season so far. Something that's not disappointing, though. The Spider-Man Across the Verse Part 1 first look. That came out this past week. 
I'm excited for that one because the last movie, what is it called? Into the Spider-Verse or something that came out in 2018, I believe. And I enjoyed that one. This one, though, it's coming out next year, 2022, which is just around the corner, actually. And part three will be in 2023. So that's cool. It's going to be back-to-back year release dates. Also, I can't wait to watch that new Spider-Man No Way Home. I think that's what the next one's called. I think my cousin got us some tickets for that one, either next week or the week after. That one should be pretty good, too. I'm just trying not to get myself too hyped up for that, but that one should be pretty good if you've seen any of those trailers. It looks pretty crazy. Question 1. How to bulk properly? Oh gosh, here's one I have too much experience with. And I feel like this is a good topic for me to go through because I've been in this industry for almost 8 or 9 years now, which is actually pretty crazy now that I think about it. I think it's just over 8 years at this point. So that means I've been lifting that whole time. And I've been training clients during that time as well. That started a year or two after I started actually working out. And I've learned a lot. Trust me, I was that skinny kid back then. I was a hard gainer growing up. It was tough for me to pack on any weight. I guess you could call me an ectomorph if somatotypes are your thing. I think I've already told the story on here about when I was in college and starting to learn about fitness and health. I didn't really lift at that point, except for a brief stint in a semester in high school. So, when I got to college, I wanted to get into working out. So, I made friends with the two guys in the class who looked like they actually worked out. Basically, the biggest guys there. Because I was always pretty skinny growing up. Plus, I'm short. I'm vertically challenged. So, I wanted to be one of the bigger guys for a change. So, I figured working out would be a good option... And the big guys probably would know what to do. I approached them, became friends with them, learned how to work out, or at least start working out. I was probably overtraining every single day, but I was young and I didn't know what I was doing yet. And I did that for a while, but wasn't seeing as much change as I wanted. I really needed to... I needed a way to get bigger quicker. I mean, without taking roids. They said, bro, you have to eat more. And that's when I learned the secrets of how to get big. It's to eat more. It's not just lifting weights and then leaving the gym looking like a beast all of a sudden. So they showed me a meal that basically changed my life. Pasta loaded with butter and Parmesan cheese. That was a game changer and I gained a lot of weight. I'd like to say that was all muscle, but I hit almost 190 pounds when I was struggling my whole life to even get over 150 pounds, so I was able to push through that barrier. That meal helped put calories into my body, and they told me to just eat whatever I wanted, and I did that. But the thing is, like I said, I've learned so much over the years, and I'm sure if I sat down and had a conversation with those guys, we'd probably all think we're idiots. Since we're all still in this industry today, we were the few who actually made it to the end. Anyways, I've learned a lot when it comes to gaining weight, because that was not the smartest decision to just eat whatever you want. That's not the advice you'd want to give someone who's looking to put on muscle or to increase their lean body mass. So like I was saying earlier, 
a bulk is just you eating in a calorie surplus. That's it. You need to be eating enough to gain weight because ultimately it makes it a whole lot easier to gain muscle and build strength. It doesn't mean you have to get fat like I did before when I did my first few bulks. Again, I gained so much fat back then because of that advice earlier of just eat whatever you want and lift heavy and you'll get big. The thing is, old me would have done exactly that. And usually kids will go through that or just when you're younger and new to lifting and you don't know much. The thing is, I've learned over the years that eating whatever you want, whenever you want, it's not the smartest way to go about things. This is called a dirty bulk. You might have heard that term before. And since this question is about what's the proper way to bulk, dirty bulk, that ain't it, chief. Instead of just eating whatever you want, gaining a bunch of fat and meaningless weight, you need to do it properly. That means being smart about what you're putting into your body. That's why I wanted to talk about bulking today because it is usually something that people who work out like to do for the winter. At least here where I live, there's winter and other seasons. It's cold now. People don't usually lean out for the winter time because how often are you going to have your shirt off? There's no beach days, no pool parties in the winter. So that's usually a time where lifters choose to do a bulk. And if you want to do it properly, I think it's a lot smarter to do a bulk where you're gaining weight slowly. Don't just try to get two pounds of weight on the scale every week with your bulk. Unless you're some genetically gifted monster, I highly doubt you're going to be gaining two pounds of muscle a week. Sounds like some anabolic dream to me, honestly. I wish. I think the last time I read up on this, the most muscle someone who's natural can gain in a month is like one or two pounds for a male lifter and around a pound a month if you're a female. And that number is most likely when you're really new to lifting. As you become more and more advanced, that number becomes more like half a pound every two months or something. It slows down over time, but initially you could see a significant amount of muscle added onto your body because of those newbie gains. It takes a long time to put on muscle, so just saying... Oh man, if I just did this dirty bulk one time, add 50 pounds in the off-season, I'll be sure to gain a muscle and have my dream body. I highly doubt that. Trust me, I've been there. When you lean out, you'll find out that over a few months, the amount of muscle you gain won't be groundbreaking in most cases. You do not need to eat in a super high caloric surplus to be building the most optimal amount of muscle. That's why I think it's smarter to just let yourself gain weight slowly. That'll minimize the amount of fat you gain and maximize the amount of muscle you actually put onto your body. And this took me a few years to figure out. I used to just go to Krispy Kreme every day. Okay, not every day, but like once every two weeks or so. I even remember doing the 10,000 calorie challenge at one point during my bulk. I still remember going to McDonald's to get a McGangbang, which is, I don't even remember now. I think it's two junior chickens and a double cheeseburger or something, something like that. I don't know. It's so long ago. I can't even remember exactly what it is. So that's why nowadays I approach bulking a lot differently. 
so whatever you call it, bulking, eating a, eating in a caloric surplus or a gain phase or muscle building phase, whatever you want to call it, I always try to do it slowly. So in order to do a bulk properly, it's a lot smarter to choose whole foods as much as possible. Try to limit your highly processed food intake. You have to find out your own maintenance calories. You can do that by tracking your food. And you're going to have to eat a little bit more than whatever your maintenance is so that you're gaining around a pound a week. Like I said earlier, my weight gain has been steady lately. My weight has been up around half a pound to a pound of an increase every week. Now, that's not all muscle. I mean, I wish it is, but some of it will be fat. But the slower you do your bulk, the more chances that you're putting on good weight instead of that fat, sluggish kind of weight that you might be all too familiar with like I was in the past. So if you're looking to bulk properly, find your maintenance calories and eat a little bit more than that. Make smart choices with your foods. Whole foods will almost always be better when it comes to packing on quality weight. Question two. What does the ideal macro split look like? This is a tough one because like a lot of things when it comes to health and fitness, it really does depend on the individual I'm talking about. Also, it depends a little bit on if you're looking to gain weight or looking to lose weight and if you're resistance training. Whether your goals are weight loss or weight gain, the amount of protein you're eating should be around the same. It should be around your weight in pounds. Oh my God, I've said this a thousand times now. Yeah, your weight in pounds should be how much you're eating in grams. So right now I'm hovering around 175 pounds. So for me, my goal would be to eat around 175 grams of protein every single day. Of course, there are some fluctuations there. There are days where I'll have more than that. And some days where I'll have a little less than that. That's also true if we're talking about daily caloric intake. That goes up and down as well. So just because you hear me say, I eat 3,000 calories every day to bulk, that's just a general area, like a general range. Some days I'll be 100 or 200 over, sometimes under. At the end of the week, it usually evens out. So in terms of protein intake, it should be your weight in pounds, how much you're eating in grams, so 150 pounds, you're eating 150 grams of protein. That should be right around the max. But you can get away with like 100, 120 grams of protein if you weigh 150 pounds. They say 0.6 grams to, to 1 gram when it comes to your pounds, if that makes any sense. Now, if you're on a gain phase right now, you're eating in a surplus more than your maintenance in order to put on muscle, like I just talked about, bulking. Some studies do show that eating a little bit less than your body weight actually is okay because of the amount of carbs that you're eating. On the other side of the spectrum though, if you're cutting or leaning out or losing weight while resistance training, protein actually becomes even more important during this time because it'll help keep the amount of muscle you have when you're in a deficit. The more protein you eat in a caloric deficit, the less protein and muscle will waste away. So technically, it's a little bit more important to have a higher protein intake when you're in a caloric deficit. When it comes to carbohydrates and fat, though, this really depends on the person I'm talking to. Some people feel like they have more energy if they eat more carbs, 
which is the camp that I'm in. And others like to have a higher fat diet, which is also fine, but not for me. But I've seen it with some of my clients. The thing is, with the fat macro, there's a misconception that all types of fat is bad for you. So you should avoid it completely or only have low fat foods. It was only a few years ago where the media was all about low fat diets in order to lose weight. And since then, the obesity rates across the world have skyrocketed. It doesn't help that the macronutrient is actually called fat. Meanwhile, a human being who is overweight is called fat. Yeah, that doesn't help. But fat in foods are actually used all throughout the body and helps perform various functions, keeps your skin and nails and hair healthy, lubricates the joints, and it protects your most important internal organs. But you can choose your fats wisely. Choose poly and monounsaturated fats. Uh, those won't contribute to the bad cholesterol in your body. That's LDL cholesterol. Fats are going to be fine if you're otherwise a healthy person, so there's nothing to be worried about there. Figure out what works for yourself. Have those days where you have more carbs than fat and try that out for a week or two and see how you're feeling. Journal if you need to. That's very useful in this case. The more you write down, the more you'll know and learn about yourself. That's an overlooked aspect in life. Do the same with fats. Have more of those and see how you feel after a week or two. That's what it really depends on. You can go by the research all you want, but at the end of the day, this is going to be pretty different based on uh, the individual. We're all unique, so find one, uh, find whichever works for you specifically. And that's the same with protein as well. Some people will be less tolerant of it, especially if you have a high dairy intake. You could find that you're a bit intolerant to it. That's something you need to figure out on your own. So macronutrients, they're important, but don't forget about micronutrients as well. That means eating a good amount of greens throughout the day. And if you don't think you eat enough, you could check out some green powder supplements that are out there if you want to. So when it comes to ideal macros that most people should be eating, it's really not that simple since we're all unique. Some rules to go by though, that could help point you in the right direction. In terms of protein, whatever your body weight is in pounds, try to get around that same amount in grams of protein per day. If you find that you are extremely low, you can look into supplementing with powders. If you decide to get chocolate protein powder, mix it with milk and it's a lot better than if you use water. Or if you want, go a plant-based route, go ahead, uh, whatever fits your lifestyle. Generally though, uh, sorry, generally though, and that's with every macronutrient, it's much better to get those nutrients from real foods. Don't just be supplementing and using powders all the time. That's what I did when I was younger. They're there when you need them. Just don't rely on them all the time. So protein, okay, whatever your body weight is in pounds, do that in grams of protein per day. Your carbs and your fats basically round out the rest. So for me, I perform much better with higher carbs, and I like eating carbs the most. That's your grains and rice and pasta, and some goodies like muffins and sugary foods and ice cream and Krispy Kreme and Cinnabon. I mean, you should try to limit those, 
but I do like to have those good ones from time to time. I like eating carbs a lot more than fats, so I lean more towards eating those. So circling back to the original question, what's the ideal macronutrient split in order to hit your goals? A general rule would be to do something similar to what I'm doing, which is also what I recommend most of my clients to do as well. So if my protein intake is at 180 grams of protein and I'm eating 3000 calories, that's about 25% of my intake. So I have 75% left and I need to split that between carbs and fats. So this depends on the individual, whatever works for you. I like a 40 to 50 split of carbs, 40 to 50% split of carbs, which is around 350 grams of carbs for me. And the rest will be fats. So around 25% or 30% as well. Similar to my Yeah, that's pretty similar to my protein intake percentage-wise, and that's going to be around 80 to 90 grams of fat for me. And that's basically it for this week. So if you're struggling with your goals, regardless if you're maintaining or gaining or trying to lose weight, you can try those macro splits. You should find some success there. You don't need to change your whole diet up completely all at once, But it's a good idea to try to increase your protein intake first and then just go from there. When it comes to both topics I covered today, slow and steady is going to get you to your goals. And that concludes episode 65 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.